And this person is not Mike. It's not Mike. <laughs> I would like to clarify it's not Mike. Okay. Can you imagine? Can you imagine you did that whole like clarification disclaimer at the beginning and meanwhile you're leading a double life on the Patreon yeah. when you're dating Mike? <laughs> yeah, the Patreon. I'm like, I was in Mike's bed this week. No, I'm kidding. Welcome to another episode of Finding Mr. Hyde, the podcast. I'm Allie, back with my co-host, Erica. Erica, how are you doing today? Uh, I'm doing all right. How about you? How are you feeling? I'm a little emotional today, if I'm being honest. Oh, it's because your mom? Did your mom leave Yeah. You? So my mom and my aunt were here for the last five days, which is was a long time like in a really good way. They got here on Thursday afternoon, and they left on Tuesday morning. And my aunt hadn't been to visit me in a really long time. It's my dad's younger sister, one of my dad's younger sisters. Um, and it was wonderful that they were here together. But I think just this pretty much happens every time my mom visits or every time I'm home for a little bit of a longer period of time. I love my life so much in New York. I love New York. It is my home. I don't want to move. I don't plan on moving. All, all of those disclaimers, asterisks on the thing, like – None of my friends listening. Nobody panic. But like every time she leaves, I just think like, man, it would be so nice to live in the same place. Oh, or yeah, even, of course. Even like a drive away, you know? Yeah. I mean, especially for you, both your family live out there, right? Your brother's yeah. same town as your mom. Exactly. Yeah, everybody, everybody feels that. Yeah. And it's like the longer I go without – having her in my life for like a longer period of time like that, the easier it is to forget how nice it is when we are spending time together. Right. I actually think it's harder when she's here and leaves versus when I go home. Because when I go home, it's like, I'm on vacation. Like, you know, I go there. <laughs> it's like a different – it's not my life, right? Like it's yeah. a break. It's something totally different. And then I go back to my quote unquote real life. When she comes here, obviously if she lived here, she wouldn't live with me. But – and she stayed with me. Both of them did. But it's like I get a taste of what it would be like to have her in my everyday life. Right. Yeah, your and, world and she's a part of it every day. Right. And mm -hmm. I've literally never had that in my adult life. I went to school on the East Coast when I was 18 and I never mm -hmm. came back. Yeah, that's tough. That's. And, I think this is what my mom's nervous about me going to L.A. Yeah. She's yeah. like, what if you don't come back? I'm like, I don't know what to tell you. What if I don't? Yeah. And I, I never intended to not come back. Mm -hmm. But at this point, it's kind of unlikely that I'm going to, at least for quite some time. And so it's just – I was getting emotional even thinking about it. Like it's just – it's hard for her because we are so close and to have such a good time when she's here and love having her in my life here and, you know – also I think the fact that I that my dad is gone mm -hmm. and so I am very acutely aware of my parents mortality yeah that I I know that she's not going to be around forever even though everybody knows that it's like I know mm -hmm. and you know so it's there's also that push pull of like you know, I could be spending so much more time with her than I am, even though we FaceTime literally every day, usually multiple times a day. Right. I mean, it's it's nothing like being in person, hanging out, just having dinner, having company. And yeah, 
I don't want to like impose this feeling on you, but sometimes I feel that way when I also am single. Like Mm. it's not until I have someone around a lot that I realize how much I usually do stuff fully by myself. And I don't know if you watched. Right. Yeah. It's a complete shift. And you're like, oh, oh, that was really nice having, you know, someone around, but let alone obviously someone you love and is close to you, like your mother. Right. Like your brother. I know he just visited you as well. Like things like that. It's like, oh, shoot. Yeah. And I think that's a common, I think it's a common city thing in general because of like hustle and bustle. But I don't know. Have you watched Love is Blind at all, actually? Have I watched Love is Blind? Well, I don't know. I don't know how caught up you are. I mean, (laughs) mean, this isn't a spoiler, what I'm about to say. But yo, did you feel it when that girl, what is her name? That's with Kawami, Chelsea? Chelsea. Yeah. Okay. Did you hear her when she was saying like, yeah, you know, like a lot of nights I FaceTime my friends while I eat dinner. Like it's nice to just eat with someone and not be alone. I was watching it with my roommate and both of us got like choked up like i know what that's like <laughs> to that just really nice. you know you're like oh yeah I, I, I eat a lot alone too so i've talked a little bit on the pod about how i've been trying to extend my damp january into into future months and i have really been enjoying recess mocktails as a way to have what feels like a fancy drink at home but without the alcohol yeah and also it's nice to have something in your fridge that just has a little bit of flavor totally and they're, they're delicious. They're made with real fruit, sweetened with agave, and again, 0% alcohol. So just a nice nice little flavorful drink that is a little little play on our favorites here. They got a bunch of great flavors. My personal favorite is the Recess Watermelon Mojito. I actually like to garnish it like it's a actual cocktail. Like I put it in a coupe glass, feel it all fancy, garnish it with a little sprig of mint. It is delicious. And my favorite is the Recess Ginger Lime Mule. I'm a ginger gal. And what I love also, not too sweet. Perfect amount of just a little little sweet treat. They're absolutely delicious. And you can get 15% off recess mocktails now at takearecess.com slash FMH. So you can enjoy your favorite cocktails without the consequences. Yeah. I mean, honestly, my I think my favorite memory of the trip, we did so much. Like on Friday, we went and saw The Lion King on Broadway, which was incredible. Oh, it's amazing. Oh, it's so good. I actually saw it when it was first out on Broadway when I was 10. My family took a trip to New York City and we, that we happened to see The Lion King. Oh, that's fun. And so it was very cool to like come full circle. Mm-hmm. And I also – my dad was with us, so I had seen it with my dad. Mufasa dying, hit different. Like it was a whole – like yeah. it just – but it was incredible. So we did that on Saturday – on Friday. They On Thursday night, they came to my volleyball playoffs. My volleyball team took second in our league this season. Oh, and. So they watched, like they got to watch the whole playoff run on Thursday night and into the mm-hmm. finals that we lost, which sucked. But um, like that was cool. Then we went to, on Broadway on Saturday or on Friday. And then on Saturday, um, two of my friends live out like right next to the New Jersey Red Bulls soccer arena, soccer stadium. Oh, yeah. That's supposed to be awesome. They have season tickets because they live right there. And occasionally they'll do like season ticket holder deals, I think, where like the tickets are cheaper or whatever. So a whole group of us went over to their place. We barbecued. We went to the game with my mom, my aunt, and all of my friends. Oh, that's so nice. It was just amazing. All that being said, I'm pretty sure as I think back, my favorite memory of the whole trip was on Sunday night. We all went to the grocery store and we cooked dinner. We really being me and my mom and my aunt doesn't cook. (laughs) Uh, 
my mom made her famous Norwegian meatballs. I made like the sides that mm. went with it. She made the meatballs. And then we all like cozied up on the couch, watched a movie and ate our meal. Yeah, that's so sweet. And it I was like, that. this is what we would do. Like this is mm-hmm. if my mom lived here, she would come over and we'd cook together and watch a movie. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's big in Italian houses too. It'd be this, the Sunday dinner. Yeah. You know. Exactly. Yeah. And you know, and I hear a lot about my brother and and her and my brother lived with her for quite a while, but now they don't, mm-hmm. but you know, my brother and his roommates will come over to her house for dinner or, you know, she'll go over and go on a walk with him and his dogs and it's like Right. None of this is is breaking news. Like this is all like really obvious shit that you do with your parents when they live nearby. But it's so foreign to me, and it's it's just really emotional when I have it for a little bit and then remember that I don't actually have it. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think most people that live far away from their family feel that, you know. Or I think yeah. I feel it. I feel it when I'm not busy. When I'm busy and running around like crazy, then I want my downtime to just be by myself and to recharge and watch yeah. a movie. Like, if anything, my mom's probably mad at me because I didn't really want to talk to her on the phone last night when she called me. <laughs> she was like, oh, just a quick call. And then, you know, like six minutes, I was like, okay, like, can I go? Okay, it's like, not I was quick. Like, I gotta I, go. <laughs> yeah. You know, now I feel like a bitch listening to you being like, I love my mom so much and I miss her. <laughs> well, She's not around. What? I'm like, eh. No, but I, you know, I mean. it's easier for me to feel that way because she isn't here. Yeah. Right. You know, mm-hmm. I'm, and even from 3,000 miles away, she annoys me all the time. <laughs> You're like, I still get annoyed. Of course. <laughs> still my mother. Of uh, course. Did, exactly. Did this make you want to book a trip, you know, out there soon to go see her? It did. And I actually am, was already considering, although the flights are ridiculously expensive, my god sister, for lack of a better term, she is my, remember the wedding I went to in Italy last summer? Oh, yeah. It was her wedding. She and my dad, her, not she and my dad, her dad and my dad were best friends. They met even before my dad met my mom in college. Best men in each other's weddings. He's my godfather there, even though he's Jewish, which everybody always Mm -hmm. gets a kick out of. Um, And therefore, I refer to his daughters as my god sisters. Yeah. Right. It's maybe not really a thing. Um, We grew up together. They live in San Diego. She is pregnant with twins. Very exciting. And I actually was FaceTimed into the like announcement that it was twins and all this stuff. And it was wonderful. And my mom is throwing a joint baby shower with her mom for her over the summer that I'm trying to go home for. Well, it'd be nice if you can go. I hope so. Yeah. When I looked, the flights were like $800. So I. Damn. Yeah. It's 4th of July weekend. Oh, that's why. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to kill you. So I'm trying to figure out if I can like work remotely for a little bit longer and go home earlier, like get somehow yeah. get around flying that at that time. For sure. But yes, is the answer to your question. Like I'm like, okay, like when am I going to go home next? When is she going to come back? You know, what, mm-hmm. like all of that stuff. Um, so, and don't get me wrong. When we are together, we still do need our downtime. In fact, <laughs> she and I, I went into this in further detail on the Patreon, but she and I were we're very in tune with each other's needs for that. Mm-hmm. And when she comes to stay with me, we will oftentimes just have, you know, a couple hours of an afternoon where we're not talking. Yeah. Yeah. The quiet company is the best. Yes. Mm-hmm. And we're not, we're not napping. We're not doing anything that requires us not to talk. We've just both 
silently understand that we're just not going to speak. And adding a third person into the mix changes that dynamic. Mm. So we didn't have quite as much recharge time. So I am looking forward to some of that. Yeah. No, I get it. My mom is my mom is not good at quiet downtime. That's for sure. <laughs> not at all. I remember one time she was like, can we talk? I said, I'm really tired. She said, well, then I'll just talk. I was like, oh, okay. Oh, no. Okay. This is the same thing. <laughs> this is the same fucking thing. I don't no, know how you think this I is d- different. I didn't <laughs> mean I didn't mean I'm too tired to form words. <laughs> I was like, yeah, like, oh, you think I'm, I'm not going to be too tired to listen? Okay. Right. Like, because yeah. I'm assuming you're going to expect me to respond. <laughs> oh, she stopped my TV show and was like, well, I would like to talk. It's like, okay. All right. Okay. All right. I'll be your therapist for an hour. What's up? Talk at me. That's amazing. Um, so, yeah. So, a little bit, little bit emo today, but, you know, that's okay. And just continuing to get absolutely nothing on the apps really you've been like more active on them since i've been trying yeah and i i a bunch of people unmatched me um i've been things have been really dry on hinge one exciting thing actually is that a listener thank you very much to this person sent me a story of the cmo of tinder Hmm. the chief marketing officer of tinder yeah she was she had posted in her story looking for people to gift Tinder premium memberships to. Oh, interesting. And she was like, we're trying to like, you know, roll this out more, have more people try it and talk about it, whatever. Like, you're not required to talk about it. If you don't like it, you don't like it. But like, who wants to try this? And so I DM'd her and I'm going to get Tinder premium to check out. Oh, great. Okay. Yeah. Because they have a lot more filters now, right? Because they never – I believe last time I was on Tinder, there was no height to put in. There was no – what you're looking for to put in. And I know that CMO is changing it to be, you know, not have this, try to make it not have this connotation of like, Ooh, it's the hookup app, but exactly. There are a lot more options. And so one of the things you can do with Tinder premium is filter. Um, you can also see, I'm going to forget the whole laundry list of things you can do, but you can also see who likes you. Mm-hmm. You can get like a couple free boosts where they like show your profile to more people. Your likes get seen sooner. So oh, okay. like your per your you will show up sooner in mm-hmm. someone's queue than that somebody else who liked them based on the fact that you're a premium user, which I think makes sense. Right. Um, ooh, this one I really liked. You are only shown, you can control who you're shown to, not just who you see. Okay. Is it that you like them, it shows them to you? Or what? No, like you can adjust your filters for who you get shown to. So like on Bumble and Hinge, let's say I, I'm filtering on people that live within 12 miles of me. Okay. But my profile is being shown to people who live further away if, if I fall into their filters. Oh, it is? I didn't yeah, know Yeah. We're never going to match thought... because I'm never going to see them. Okay. Because I felt like if you do a height filter, then it's not showing you to those people. Yes, it is. Oh, but they won't pop up in yours. They won't okay. pop up in your feed, so you'll never match. But remember, um, I think I said it on the Patreon once that sometimes I like will adjust my filters and then just look at my beeline. Mm-hmm. So like if you change your filters, like expand your filters, so I'll add like a mile to my yeah, distance yeah, yeah. radius, and then immediately your my beeline will populate with like dozens of people mm-hmm. who are who were previously outside that mile range who did like me, and now I have more people to look at. 
Right. Okay. Because I wasn't sure if what you were saying is, you know, what is it like incognito mode? A couple apps have. Oh, where yeah, yeah. It will yeah, only show that. you if you liked their profile. If you did yes, not like their profile that. first, you will not pop up whatsoever. So it's a yeah. form of that, but just with the filters, I guess. Right. So it's basically okay. like I don't want you to. I don't even want to be an option for people who live thousands of miles away. Something. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Um. So I thought that was interesting. So we'll see. I don't have it yet, but I will report back. Okay. All right. Zigging and zagging. Zigging and zagging. We're doing what we can over here. Yeah. Uh, I uh, I know. Yeah. Last week I talked about maybe fully deleting my apps. Yeah, I just have not. I just have not opened them <laughs> at all. I'm like I might as well have deleted them. Um. Yeah. Basically, I think when upon going to LA, I'll maybe delete and fully redo a profile. Have like a fresh yeah. look, fresh start. Good maybe idea. some tourism lines. You know. Talia mentioned that on the dating intentionally. Uh, but I have something to clear up from a past episode. Oh. Of you got a couple DMs about this too. My friend oh, Mike. My friend, my friend. <laughs> it took me a second to remember what it is. Yes, I did. <laughs> no, yeah. I got a couple DMs from people, or there were some Patreon comments and whatnot, being like, uh, what's this vibe between you and Mike? And what's going on? And producer Mike, that for, for producer people who Mike. don't remember, the guy that produced our episode when we recorded with Jordan Fisher. And producer Mike was like piping in from the producer booth. Right. Yeah. So Mike is a good friend of mine. I've known him. I actually originally met him. He was a comedian when we both started together, like what, almost 10 years ago. So I've known him mm-hmm. a very, very long time. Great friend. Um, he opened a studio. We were using his studio. So if you were confused of what was going on, we were trying out my buddy's studio, Mike. Uh, I, however, did not since there was any type of flirting vibe <laughs> and now everyone's being like oh what's this flirting energy between the two of you huh what's going on several people i sent you screenshots of several people that were like am i the only one that was picking up this vibe of erica and producer mike and i did not pick up on it in the moment okay because i asked you i'm like am i crazy did i completely miss something because I felt like what we were asking him, he was talking about women he's currently dating or going on dates with. Like I didn't pick it up at all. But then I'm like, maybe this is just something that like I'm too close to it. And somebody else maybe? from like a third party, not that I've ever met Mike before, but like somebody else from like a third party perspective was hearing it. Also, people just like love a love story. So there's that too. <laughs> yeah, I think I feel like did everyone just really like Mike and what he had to say? Everyone did really like Mike. Right. And then they're like, oh. One of you date him. You know, like, I feel like it's more of that, but it's just, Maybe. it's also so funny of, I was sitting there like, wow, flirting is really subjective because I did not pick up on any flirts from Mike and I did not think I was putting anything out there. Well, it, it went really nicely with the episode that we did right after that one, which was the cheating quiz where we talked about like, is it cheating to like flirt with someone? And we talked about how, what's flirting mean? Yeah, right. Exactly. But literally, this is one DM I got. What on earth are the vibes... <laughs> They're beyond sexy between the two of you. I'm like, <laughs> what? Where did this sex appeal come from? No And idea. I got several that were similar to that. Yeah. Uh, and, and the first one I got, I was like, no. Because, like, you and I hadn't talked about it yet. So I didn't know you were also getting these DMs and comments. Yeah. And then I got another one. And that's when I started sending them to you, being like, people are saying this. Are you hearing this? I, only, I think I only got two messages personally. But I was like, what is going on? Yeah. Uh, but funny, so this is the background of Mike and I being friends, right? We were friends. We were doing like open mics together. We kind of had the same group of friends of everyone starting together. And then Mike did ask me on a date. Mm. So I did go out with Mike and it was one night because we were just hanging out in between shows or something. 
and we like had a beer and we're watching the Knicks game. And on my way home, he sent me a text saying, hey, that was really fun. Would you want to like go out for real sometime? And I said, sure. Great. So we went on a date. Mm-hmm. Nothing happened. It was perfectly nice. We never went on another date and we're just friends. What happened after it though? Like, do you remember? Like, wh- how did it, how did it come I- to be that you didn't go on another date, but you did become friends? Well, we already were somewhat friends of within the same friend group, right? So, like, I didn't know him personally super, super well, but we were around each other many, many nights because comedy is every night. You're doing open mics. You're brand new. You're trying to get better. Um, And I remember that night when I got home from the date, he did text me and we were just were talking. And I felt that vibe of, is he trying to feel out, do I want another date? Do I want one? Mm. And I remember thinking, I don't know. I don't really know what this is. And I suddenly was like, all right, well, I'm going to bed, so uh, talk to you later. <laughs> Bye. Uh, but yeah, nothing, I don't know, nothing came of it. We've just been friends since. And especially, I never picked up on a flirty vibe because I'm like, this man talks to me about the other women he goes out with. And that's the number one sign of someone not being into you, I feel like. Yeah, I think it depends on that one. But the listeners were picking it up. Anyway, but it was so funny. I texted him, too. I was like, am I You crazy? did? I did. I I texted him to get a read on it. What did he say? Because I was like, I was like, I got a couple messages from people, and he was like, no. And he goes, but we did go out once. Maybe they picked up on that. I'm like, you think you think the world picked up on us going on one date ten years ago? The vibes were sexy, hilarious. Yeah, it's so funny though. Our friend group used to joke because Mike and I. Also, Mike has blocked me a few times on social media because we've gotten into whatever fights, and he's gotten mad at Wait, me. Wait, what? I know. See, exactly. So he's. Wait a minute. <laughs> okay want to know want to know this one fight we had it's insane it wasn't even started by either of us we were somewhere hanging out with our buddies and um it came up something of like playing one-on-one basketball oh my god and something of it was like who would win mike or erica and i immediately said me obviously yeah you played college basketball right and mike was like what do you mean obviously I could beat you. And I was like, you would not beat me. And then I think he got mad. I said, you also don't even have me in size because I'm a little taller than Mike. Oh. But I was like, yeah, no no contest. I win. Forget about that part. You play right. college basketball. Right. But then, of course, the rest of the guys in the group are egging this on. No, oh, no. They're like, I don't know. You know, this game should really happen. Like, blah, blah, blah. Like, all this shit talking. And Mike is just getting madder and madder and madder and furious. And then, hilarious, this popped up as a Facebook memory the other day. A mutual friend posts a Facebook status tagging both of us. This is before anyone was really using Instagram. God, I feel old. Um, saying, Mike says he could beat Erica Spira in a basketball oh, God. game. Who do you think you have? And then my dad was commenting on it, talking <laughs> shit to Mike, which was hilarious, by the way. <laughs> he was like, you think you could take my girl? My girl will you know, mop the floor with you. Uh, and so through whatever that comment thread on Facebook, suddenly I got blocked. Mike was mad. I got blocked. We didn't talk for like a month or two. And I was like, grow up, Mike. Come on. Grow on, up. Man. I mean, he obviously has. I yeah, this is what over we're, a one-on-one basketball game at this juncture. Yeah, I was what? I was 22. Mike, I think, was 24. It's like, yeah, whatever. whatever. We all did really dumb shit at that, at that age. I think he just got mad that immediately no one was on his side. And I was like, clearly, dude, I played college ball. What, are you, what is this even a contest? I was like, no way. No way. Anyway. So... so so that's is, that is especially why I was like, yeah. I, don't, I do not think there's a flirting here. We we have been just friends for a long time. It's funny, though, like one-on-one thing reminded me. There have been so many men who have tried to use, I could totally take you in one-on-one volleyball to me Which as a pickup a line. Thing? 
no. And that's, that's ridiculous. It doesn't even make sense. <laughs> I could beat you one on one. It's like it'd be a very short game for both of us. Have like, you ever seen a game? Like the fact that you the fact that you've said that tells me that the ant you can't. And you can't. because it's not a thing. Yeah. Oh my god. That's and they, so like, funny. And 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 I don't usually do that, like say that, right? Like I'll be like, oh ha ha, blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. But I would say eight times out of ten, they don't let it go. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. They don't. I don't know like what it is. It's one thing if it's like that's your like funny, cute, dumb, silly opener or like flirty thing, and then we just mm-hmm. move on. But most of the time, the people that open with that particular thing, and this happens all the time, they don't let it go. Like they keep they're like, oh, well, like, when are we going to get out there? I'm like, no, we're we're not going to do that. We're not. Yeah. My knees ba- say no. Based on this conversation, we're not going to do anything. Oh, man. I did get in an argument with Eggs Benedict once about one-on-one. This also happened. <laughs> Jesus. He said something of he would easily beat me. And here's the thing. He was 6'5". So, you know. But that doesn't I, mean I he's good it. at basketball. Thank you. He also did not play in college. And I was more mad. I said, I'm not saying I would for sure beat you. I said, but you're talking to me like... I, I would have no chance. Right. And I said, and one-on-one is a is a point guard guard game. It's not a post game. We're both two post players. So I was like, don't talk to me like you would easily win. Like I was like, because I'm fired up right now and I, I would be scrappy as hell. All right. <laughs> I'm throwing elbows in places that you don't want elbows. <laughs> yeah. But again, it was this thing. I'm like, why are we talking about this? I don't like, I have, actually, I have a rule in relationships. Uh-huh. I will not compete against somebody I'm dating because I am too competitive. I hear that. And I have lost dates because of my competitiveness. So I'm not about to get someone mad because I won. I've thought about that in the context of the houses that my friend groups and I do. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of people in my friend group are couples. And there are a lot of couples in in these houses. And they compete against each other. And there are many times when I'm like, man. Like, if I had a partner here, I would have to be careful. <laughs> yeah, I don't – I wouldn't make it. I wouldn't make it. Like, not, and not because I'm like, oh, will he – can he handle that I beat him, whatever. No. Just just my own demeanor. Yeah. No, it's – it's, oh, you know what? Even if they're on your team and then if we lose and my oh, boyfriend was bad. the reason we lost, how do, how do you not be a little mad at your boyfriend that weekend, huh? Yeah, this- we're we're very lucky in our group that nobody's <laughs> partner, especially the non-volleyball partners, because there are most people, most of the people in my in my group are volleyballs, but there are a couple non-volleyball partners. Okay, we are very lucky that none of them are bad at the games. <laughs> none of none them, of them get cut games. from Poconos weekend or whatever. No, because if there was anyone who was bad, like that would be a problem. See, but that's why it's hard, right? You're playing a game. You want to be into the game. No one wants to play with someone who's not into it, not trying. No. But then you have the other extreme of the super competitive, like, will slit your throat to win. <laughs> and that's also not good. So <laughs> I I've, I, have to check my own competitiveness in general when it's in social situations of almost reading the room out. like, how into this are we? Are we shit talking? No shit talking? Okay. You know? You should I could definitely behave. come to the next house. Uh, I mean, I, did, I I don't know if it will make me friends or lose me friends, <laughs> Allie, but I would, I would compete. I would compete. That part no, I would No, it's do. just, it's funny because like people that are like new to the group or whatever, like they'll see, especially the, the all of my friends are competitive. Some of us are more competitive than others. Mm-hmm. They'll see like people yelling at each other, but like oh, two, second, two seconds later, totally forgotten. We're fine because it's just part of the game. 
I mean, I would try it. I'd try it. Yeah, but but you know, there are certain games that we we're not allowed to play anymore though because they got too intense. Funny. I mean, yeah. this is also my feeling on threesomes. I think I'm just too competitive. I don't think I could ever, <laughs> ever do one. I would box you out. I'd be like, yeah, try to get to the dick. Try, try. <laughs> or whatever. You're like <laughs> dodging left and right. <laughs> I would. I just, I don't know how that situation is not competitive. When people talk about coordinating threesomes, I'm like, I forget it. Yeah, I don't want a dog in the you. room when I'm having sex with somebody. You think I'm going to have another person in there? <laughs> I'd be trying to trick her with a treat, lock the door. I'm like, trick I her would. with a treat or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But no, hell no. I'm too too competitive. I but hear that. Someone will love that about me, Allie. <laughs> I'm banking on it, my friend. Yeah. One day. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's funny that you that we're like talking about us both being competitive, et cetera, because it came up this week. Somebody asked you in your AMA what Enneagram number you are. Oh yeah, I'm a number eight, the challenger. Yeah, and you tagged me, and you were like, "What? What are you?" And I'm like, hey, "Girl, same." <laughs> and it's funny because this had never occurred to me before. It Enneagram's like not super top of mind for me. I know that I'm an eight. I don't know much that mm-hmm. much about it. I know it's called the challenger, and I giggle every time I think about that because like it just embodies who I am. Well, I feel like but, any of those tests I take, I always get the one that I don't like the title of it. I'm like, all right, do we have to call me a challenger? Okay. <laughs> it like it fits me to a T and it makes sense to me that you are one too. What had never occurred to me is I posted this to my story too. Somebody replied to my story where I was like, Yeah, I'm also an eight. And they were like, Maybe this is why people sometimes perceive tension when you and Erica talk, because you both talk like eights. Hilarious. Maybe. Or I feel like it maybe it's more we sense. don't waver too much. Yeah, but I think that's part of it. Yeah. I'm like, I don't care if you have a different opinion, but I'm like, mm, nope, you're not changing mine. Right. But I think that that's part of being the challenger, right? And then you're not yeah. af- you're not afraid and I'm not afraid to like voice that different opinion and literally challenge something. Yeah. And I think that like this, ha- this came up on the Patreon. It wasn't from the main pod where like some people, somebody thought we had tension about something and you and I were like, what? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, this makes so much sense. Yeah. Don't worry about it, people. We're just challengers. <laughs> but then it was funny because then I had several people in my DMs who are eights be like, oh, my God, I've never one time – I've never one time perceived any tension between you. I'm also an eight, though. Maybe that's why. Oh, hilarious. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe it's the directness. Yeah. I, don't know. I, I think so. That like that, that – I mean, different people communicate in different ways, obviously. Right. But funny because we picked an Am I the Asshole today that I think you and I might disagree on a little oh, bit. interesting. Or, well, it it relates to the episode we did about the cheating rules, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, bringing up basically, you know, sharing a bed with the opposite sex. So, well, see, I don't think that's the main point of the Am I the Asshole, so we already disagree a little bit. See, yeah, well, but it's in that realm, and that's something yeah. we kind of disagree on a little bit. So, all right, so we posted an Am I the Asshole. We pulled pulled the audience. Okay, so the title is... Am I the asshole for starting an argument with my wife over sleeping over at her friend's place? And the TLDR, my wife thinks I'm being controlling for calling her out for staying over at a friend's place. And now here's the detail. Also, just to back up for a second, if you're not familiar, we haven't done an Am I the Asshole in a while. This is like a subreddit where people post these situations to the group and they explain what happened and then they say, am I the asshole? And then Redditors will say, yes, you are. No, you're not. No one's an asshole. Everyone's an asshole, et cetera. 
Yep. Okay. So here's the situation. I, 36 male, have been together with my wife, 31 female, for over a year. We have a good thing going and generally spend a lot of time together or with our friends. Recently, she went to a friend's, 31 male's, house to watch a movie after work. I texted her to confirm where she's at, and she said they went for a drink at a pub around 8 p.m. Neither of them responded to either of my messages until around midnight, at which point she said she's going to order an Uber home soon. I went to sleep and told her I left the keys under the doormat. To my shock, I woke up realizing she still wasn't home when I woke up, and I got super worried, obviously. I tried calling her and there was no answer, so I called said friend to check what time she left to retrace her steps. He answered and said she couldn't find an Uber, so she slept over on his couch and she'd be home soon. About an hour later, she came back home and looked hungover as fuck. This is not unusual. She'd been drinking with said friend before and they've... What? Sorry, I just I think it's funny. He's just like, not unusual. She came Not unusual. I was <laughs> <laughs> just like, okay, all right. Do you. This is not unusual. She'd been drinking with said friend before and they've known each other for quite a while, but her staying over for the night was quite unusual. I called her out on it and said how worried I was, to which she apologized and said they had one too many pints and kept drinking whiskey at his place and she felt too drunk to go back home. I told her this made me really upset that she wasn't responding to my messages and she said I was being super unreasonable for, quote, controlling her hangout with a friend. We haven't talked since. Am I the asshole for starting an argument over this? Yeah. Okay. So to the question, are you an asshole starting an argument? Uh, I got a very big majority. No, he's not the asshole. 86%. Oh my God. Mine's 89. There you go. And I got the next was both assholes actually. Yeah. Same. But that was only 6%. So it's like barely anybody said that. Mm -hmm. Where did you fall on this before we like get into the reasons? So in general, no, I don't think this man is an asshole at all. I think the wife is the asshole in the situation because usually you got to you pinpoint who is anybody, nobody, yeah. whatever. I agree. Um, I think she's the asshole. I think the ass- she's the asshole on more accounts. I guess the only thing I'd go against the husband is, and I don't think this would make him an asshole, but it's like if she was out really drunk, why didn't you just go pick her up and bring her home? Somebody mentioned that in the Discord, and somebody else said he never said that she knew she was really drunk, that he knew she was really drunk until the next day. So I I agree with you if he knew, but we're not clear if he did. Yeah, or then someone might say, well, that's being an asshole and controlling of she can't be out drinking, having a good time with her friend, and you don't trust her and bring her home. So, but I feel like that's the only, I guess, slight loophole I saw was just, yeah, like, why didn't you go pick her up so she didn't have to stay the night at this person's house? But, I mean, she's the asshole on many accounts of, first of all, just not communicating. That, completely that's MIA. The, that's the part that I think is, like, fully unacceptable. Is yeah. that taking out, taking out the genders of everyone involved for a second, because I don't actually think that matters to the reason why I think she's an asshole. Mm-hmm. I don't think it matters who the friend is. It's like yeah. you told your partner that you were coming home and then you made a conscious decision not to, regardless of why, like her reasons for not being able to get home could be totally valid, but right. you made a conscious decision. You knew you weren't coming home and you told someone you were. That is so fucked up. Yeah, no update. And when he calls, it's it's purely from a place of nervous where she is. Not yeah. at all a cheating accusation. No, so not at all. He, he calls the friend like, hey, have you seen her? Where is she? She's not home. I woke up. She's not here. Yeah, terrifying. Yes. Awful. Like, even if, let's say it's my roommate. Let's say you and I lived together. 
mm-hmm. and we were texting and you were like, yeah, I'm out with so-and-so. I'm, a, I'm about to take an Uber home. See you in the morning. And I went to right. bed and I woke up and you weren't there. I would panic. Right. You're like, last I knew you were hopping an Uber. Did something happen in the Uber? You know, especially if you're right. out drinking, it makes you, you right. know, extra nervous. But yeah, because someone I think in the Discord made that point too of like, oh, a woman like taking a Uber home late at night by herself, like that also could be seen as unsafe. So it's like, yeah, okay, sure. There's many things. But the fact that there was no communication to, hey, I'm actually going to crash here. I'll, I'll come over in the morning, whatever. Yeah, that it for me, like it it truly doesn't matter that she was staying at a guy's house. I would imagine that that made it worse for the original poster. Um, and I think a lot of, I know based on a lot of the people's responses about the situation that mm-hmm. it made a difference for a lot of the people, for a lot of the people listening and following that were voting on this. For me, that part doesn't matter. Like it's truly just inconsiderate as fuck. Yeah. And also the friend gets the phone call, says, oh, she's sleeping on the couch. True. True. There's still no text. She, whenever she gets up, just just shows up an hour later and then comes at this man saying, oh, you're being controlling. It's like, no, dude, this is not controlling no, at I all. I care about me. you and your safety. Yeah. I mean, I, uh, I looked at this situation, though. This is a side point of the asshole, right? Of just you're in a relationship, you're married, staying over a place of someone of the opposite sex, especially on announced whatsoever it's the i wouldn't call it cheating but oof. it's the unannounced uncommunicating part for me yeah and i guess it's a little different with a house that's not sharing a bed like we had in that scenario but yes. me and whoever i'm with i'd i'd be very like yeah no i'm not cool with you just crashing suddenly at at this friend's house like i get that it's a house and it could have extra bedrooms and all this stuff but like somewhere that's not that far from us it's Basically, I'm like, there's several solutions to that not happening that I wouldn't like. That's why I think the communication is the biggest issue for me because even when we did that cheating quiz episode and I said that, like, I would potentially be okay with my partner sharing a bed with someone of the opposite sex, assuming that we talked about it and whatever, Mm -hmm. the key is assuming that we've talked about it and everybody knows the situation. Yeah, but... I mean, I still draw my line at, at the sharing the bed. No, I'm like, hell no, I'm that's not. fine. For me, that's personally, yeah, but, that's what I mean. It's like that's your boundary. That's cool, but like you're communicating that with someone, right? Right. Yeah. But I'm like, this. This is, this is another boundary. I think I would have. I'd be like, yeah. Aside from you making me panic, thinking something happened to you. Yeah. I don't like that. A solution is you staying at someone's place. Period. Especially if I was awake. It's like, hey, if you were like, hey, I'm a little too drunk or whatever, like I would have come and got you. Like Come call me. me, wake me up in the middle of this, you know, night. Like I care about you, obviously. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think the people that voted, what, both assholes was about that they haven't talked since being like, oh, are you both now avoiding talking? But yeah, honestly, if I started an argument and then that person walked away from me, I would be like, okay, you, you come back to me when you calm down then or whatever it is. Yeah. There were also a lot of people who were wondering why she didn't have keys to her own house. Yeah. That was an odd detail. It was odd, right? They're married. They live together, but he needs to leave the keys under the mat. That wasn't yeah, the it's major, like, did she lose a key? Point, but was a little a bit key? weird. A little odd, yeah. But I don't know. I mean, I think it's something you could work past. But uh, I would, I would absolutely hate this for so many reasons. 
Yeah, I totally be agree. Like, not a strong, not a strong start. Yeah, this isn't. This is not great. A lot of other, a lot of other people also mentioned the timeline because it, he says in the in the post that they've been together for a little over a year and they're married. I think he means married a year. I, that's how I took it too. But a lot of people were yeah. like, "Wait a minute, they've been dating for a little over a year and they're already married." I mean, if that's like, the case, then good luck. Fast. Uh. <laughs> but no, yeah, they seem to bad. have they seem to have issues beyond how quickly their relationship. Yeah, is a little bit, a little bit. Um. So yeah. That was this week's This is the Asshole. That was a fun one. I didn't yeah. expect it to be so vehemently one-sided. Mm, I kind of did. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't know if people would read it and more look into the argument of the uh, staying over at someone's house as opposed to the the not communicating part. But Yeah. Teach yeah I guess we didn't, like, we didn't like delineate between those two things. Yeah. So if you have an Am I the Asshole you want to submit, let us know. com slash podcast. Yeah. Either through that form, you can DM us a link you know, to Reddit or whatever, and we will go through them. I love doing them. They're so fun. Listen up, guys. If you haven't heard yet, we're coming to the DC Comedy Loft for another live podcast Thursday, March 21st. Get your tickets. We are, I think, over halfway sold out already. Well over halfway sold out. So get your tickets. If you want to come experience some magic live, we want to meet you. We want to talk to you. We're going to have so much fun. And it's also Allie's birthday that week. It is my birthday that week, so and my mom might be there. I'm excited. You can go to findingmrheight.com slash live to find an easy link, also in our bios, to get those tickets. And we are going to have an after party afterwards where we can really meet and greet, talk to everybody somewhere in the area. Yeah. So make sure you come. DC Comedy Loft, Thursday, March 21st. And if you want to check out some stand-up, I'm going to be there all weekend. So Friday and that Saturday, I'll be doing stand-up shows. Start swiping on Hinge. Bring a date. Have a good time. and. You'll, you can come and meet Allie's mom, which we still have some spots left on our Portugal trip. And a little update on that. A few of you reached out to us about, hey, I want to come either, unfortunately, I don't have my mom anymore, or I want to come with my aunt. I want to come with my sister. I just want to come with a friend. The trip is officially open to anybody that would like to come, as long as you don't mind. Half the trip being moms and daughter combos. Everybody's excited to come. Doesn't matter. You are welcome to join. Travel with us. It's going to be so, so fun. You can also check that out at findingmrheight.com slash podcast. If you have any questions about it, feel free to reach out. We're happy to answer anything. We're just so excited to be there with our moms and with you. Yep. Next October, October 4th through 10th. Check it out. Come travel with us too. All right. So now to get into our questions for the episode. Hot another, topics. Another hot topics. So if you want to submit any questions for us to do on the show, findingmrheight.com slash podcast. Submit your questions. Okay, so Please this do, first then one. I get to put them in my Notion database, and I get very excited. <laughs> you know, Allie is on one with this fucking Notion, dude. <laughs> I can't keep up. She's like, so did you see what I did? I'm like, no, I, no, I didn't, Allie. I didn't see it. What is it? She gave me my own little page for Greece. She's like, put all your, put all your research in this Greece area over here. I'm like, all right. All to right. be clear, you asked for that. No, I was saying, oh, I found some cool places in Greece. And you said, do you want to put it in Notion? Because I have a whole doc thing. Okay, yeah, maybe that is more accurate. You offered. You were like, do you want it? Yeah, but I'm not going to say no. Is I, don't want us so I don't want us to forget about the cool stuff you're finding. So I figured it'd be good to have it all in place. I mean, it was just like one Google map rabbit hole I went down. But I did find a rooftop bar. So that'll be fun. Yeah, it looked amazing. Okay. All right. Anyway, Notion's great. Sponsor the pod if you want. Okay. Yeah, I should reach out to them. <laughs> you should. You you fangirl hard enough. 
all right. So this question is called post-date follow-up. I went out with a guy, and it was a decent first date. I would have gone out with him again. At the end of the date, he said he had a great time, and he would text me the following week after he was back from a short trip to see each other again. I texted him the next morning to say thanks again, and he reiterated that he wanted to see me again and would text me the following week to set up another date. Surprise, surprise, never heard anything. I don't really care since it was so early on, but would you have A, followed up just to follow up, or and or B, sent an anti-ghosting script? I don't really believe lack of follow-up after a first date counts as ghosting, and I didn't care emotionally. But should I let someone get away with the lack of following up for something they said they'd do? Oh, that was a twist at the end. I didn't see that coming. Should I let him get away with it? (laughs) How dare he? (laughs) Um, Uh, Okay, so she's asking, like, what would we have done in the situation? I think – so it does suck when this happens, right? First of all, to just say that. Like, it does really suck that when someone – says they're going to do something and then doesn't, right? Like they're saying like, you know, we're going, I'm going away. I'm going to, I'm going to text you when I get back, et cetera, et cetera. And then they don't like that. Obviously like that feels shitty. I hate when that happens. Mm -hmm. I don't know that I would call it ghosting though. No, it's not ghosting. Because the point of what? Sending an anti-ghost strip, ghost text, sorry, is what to basically just cut it and say hey i'm not interested in continuing but great to meet you right isn't I think that the point what she means i think what she means by anti-ghosting is is the script that i've talked about where you call somebody out for ghosting and say like hey i'm taking your silence to mean you're not interested but like i would have liked to hear that directly oh okay or something similar but i think that, that for me at least that text is more relevant if i have texted them Mm-hmm. And I have attempted to establish contact, and they're just ignoring me. Yeah, agreed. I th- The last line of this just killed me of like, should I call him out for not following up? And it's like, look, the beginning of your message, you said you were like, meh, into it. Right? That's my thought, too. You're meh, into it. Based on that alone, I'd be like, no, there's no, you don't need to follow up with this person whatsoever. If you're meh on it, and you really don't care if you have a second date, throw it to the birds, as I say. Throw it to the birds. Throw it to the birds. Yeah, because I think that's what struck me as I was reading this the first time is when she said, never heard any, first of all, decent first date was the way she described it. Yeah. And then, which that's fine. I mean, you know, we're, we're keeping our bar for going on a second date pretty low. Mm-hmm. Like let things build, right? But like, I don't really care. Da, 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 da. Like it doesn't sound like you're that invested in going out with this person again to the point where neither of the options was should I ask them out right so like I definitely don't think you should follow up just to follow up yeah or being like hey where was that follow up buddy I would block you definitely not definitely not (laughs) but I also don't think it's really the scenario where I would in where I I would consider the text that I have and do send that is like hey I'm assuming you're not into this anymore because I haven't heard from you, but I would have liked you to tell me that directly. But that's not that's not this situation. Yeah. But even even so. I don't know. That text I'd be like, I don't I don't understand personally what the point of that text is. Yeah. The real question here is just do you want another date or do you not? Right. 
And was your ego just bruised because you didn't hear from the guy that you sat there going, I thought it was decent. Clearly he was more into it. Like, I don't, <laughs> I don't know. But that's the vibe I got from the email. Like, you're more mad that he said, I want a second date and then didn't follow through on it than whether you're actually going out with this guy or not. That's a good point. Like, it seems like, it seems like the, that, that is the, the sticking point, which nah, I mean, I'd be annoyed too if somebody said that, but not if I didn't want to go out with them because I didn't want right. to go out with them. Exactly. So. That's the real question. If you want to, send him a text. All right. This one's a little bit long. Warning in advance. Okay. I am 24 and have had a fairly solid dating experience for the past year or so, getting on the app, sliding into a few people's DMs, having some success, and building confidence. I'm someone who presents very confidently, but I'm actually pretty anxious, especially when it comes to dating. So I'm really happy with my recent trajectory, even though it hasn't led to anything long-term yet. Recently, I've developed a massive crush on a good friend from college. I would always joke about how I would date him in a heartbeat to our mutual friend. And recently that mutual friend told me he said the same thing about me, but a while back. Woo. Hmm. (laughs) However, I've never had a crush on a friend before. I feel like a child even typing the word crush, LOL. So more info about the situation. We went to college together. We're both band kids, which is how we met, spent time together in college. Our personalities and senses of humor are really similar though I'm an extrovert and can be obnoxious at times while he's an introvert and super reserved. We have very similar interests and career fields as well. To be generic, we're both into performing arts and in helping professions. We don't live near each other at the moment, but I am moving over to his neck of the woods over the summer. In fact, we might actually end up living in the same city next year, depending on what he chooses to do for grad school. And I've told him in my very biased opinion that I'd like to be as close as possible. Oh. Yeah. So they're like close friends. It sounds like it. Okay. Last time I was over in his area about three weeks ago, we went for lunch one-on-one, and there were so many times where it felt like a date. I can't tell if he got that vibe too, but our waiter definitely did when he asked, this is definitely all on one check, right? Oh, Mm. waiter. All right. Okay. The conversation was so easy, even though it was just the two of us, and he actually was quite a chatterbox in a good way. I also found it noteworthy that during our conversation, he addressed every single one of my deal breakers from my last long-term relationship. Those deal breakers are related to political affiliation and stance on social justice issues. I doubt this is on purpose, but he does know how I feel on those and knows they're what caused the downfall of that relationship since we were friends during that entire thing. So I know that this man is a walking green flag. I guess my question is, any tips on how to proceed? How do you go from friends to dating? It feels like something that requires patience, which admittedly is not one of my strengths. I'm finally starting to feel like I've got the, got the riz. You know, you never heard the riz? No. What's that? Oh, this is the new slang. You haven't heard the riz? No, I haven't. It's like, it's like swag, game, like bro's got the riz, like Pedro Pascal's got the riz, you know? I've literally never heard that, man. Oh, it's a new, it's a new slang. It's basically, they got swag, they got game. Oh, that's fun. I don't, I don't feel quite as old now that it's brand new. I guess this person is 24, so they're, they're much <laughs> it's a Gen more Z word, the lingo. But I, I kind of like it. Yeah. I, I don't know. Maybe I'll start using it. <laughs> I can't. I can't start using that. <laughs> I, I started laughing at myself even while saying maybe I'll start. Yeah. Um, okay. I'm finally starting to feel like I've got the riz, but this feels like it needs to be done so much more carefully than a DM slide or anything I've been trying recently. I also feel like a silly goose. All right. Can you use this phrase silly goose while having the riz? <sighs> Oh, hilarious. I'm a Riz, but I'm also a Silly Goose. <laughs> I love the <laughs> phrase Silly Goose, but I don't think I got the Riz. So oh, God. I'm just asking. Okay. Sorry. 
I also feel like a silly goose for having such a fat crush and wanting to put all my eggs in one basket. Don't get me wrong, I'm still on the apps and whatnot, but I would so much prefer to date this guy and want to make it happen without making a fool of myself. Help. Okay. So you got a crush on your friend. Crushes are so fun. Yeah. Uh, one of the last things she just said of it has to be done so much more carefully than a DM slide. Here's the thing. It doesn't. I think that's where people get in their head too much of like, yeah. oh, this person and they're my friend and oh my God, and it's going to ruin the friendship. This is one of those things. First of all, you don't live in the same area. So a lot of times with these situations, the answer is, okay, you've been friends with this person. How long? They've never made a move. They're probably not interested, right? It's what most would say. Now, you not living in the same place, I think, puts kind of a fork in that theory. Um, I say I would just kind of bring this up. Yeah. And I would bring it up very simply and just put it out there next time you, I'd say hang out. Have another lunch again. Be having a great time. And I think I would just throw it out there like, have you ever thought about what if we dated? I like that. And just see what they say. And I think most people will say something of, uh, yeah, I've thought about it, but you know, we're friends. I didn't want to cross the line. Blah, blah, blah. And I would openly say, well, for the record, I I would go out with you if you asked me out. Ooh, and I think that's... Flirty. Right, but I think that's a great direct but passive way to say it. Where you're like, hey, I would be down to try this. You let me know if you're down to do that. And they don't have to make a move right then and there. But it kind of just plants the seed, and then I would I would let it sit from there. I would be like, okay, he knows. And if he wants to go out with me, he'll ask me out. I totally agree with you that I think we get in our head too much about, like, quote, ruining the friendship. Mm -hmm. And like, you know, this is going to have major implications or like, you know, we got to tread lightly because in my personal experience, once you start having this kind of major crush on a friend, on your end, you're kind of already in friendship ruined territory. Yeah. You're a little bit mentally. Mentally, right? And you're so acting a little weird. Yeah. You did you it already. You might as well just see if they're into it. Yeah. And the number one thing I say with these scenarios is don't hook up with them right away. No. Because later she said, oh, I know it's going to be a slowly thing. Uh-uh. You've been friends with someone a long time. You know each other well. If you two get together, it's not slow. It's like, bam, nope. bam, bam. It's comfortable. You're there. You're already like comfortable cozying up to them or talking to them. You're already at a level that's so much higher. So it really isn't going to be slower. I would say try to hold off on just sleeping with them too soon because say you go on a few dates and then one of you isn't into it. If you slept with them and then they're in the friend group, you got to see them all the time. It's just going to be a little bit more awkward. Pretty tough to, it's harder to walk it back the further the dating goes. For sure. Yeah. So, but I, I say you just got to throw it out there. Yeah. Another option is let's say that he asks you to hang out or says like, you know, let's go to lunch again or whatever. You could say something like, Oh, is this a date? Because I kind of hope it is. Yeah, you could. And I think another way, I don't know how you'd feel about this. Mm. I've had men say this to me when they get into a relationship and it's infuriating in this scenario of saying, you know, I always had a thing for you. Like, I always had a crush on you. Oh, we talked about that in the cheating quiz one. Right. So I feel like in this scenario, though, that's also not a bad move. 
I like that move, especially because she has insider knowledge that he has said the same thing about her in the past. Yeah. That I feel like, I mean, I would even say it right now, you know, hey, to be honest, last time we got lunch, I just was having such a great time and I, I kind of have a crush on you now. I think that's cute. And I think it's flattering. And someone who's into you is going to think that's cute and flattering. Even if they're not Absolutely. into you, honestly. They're gonna th- I was about to say, your good friend, even if they're not into you, is going to think it's cute and flattering. It doesn't necessarily mean they're going to want to date you. Right. But I I do think the risk is low here, just given the insider information that she has. Yeah. You got to you just put it out there. I'd say don't really. Don't think about it too much. Yeah. Or no more than has already. Yeah. Or, I mean, the Patreon knows this. There's someone I did not see in that light for a long time and i currently am seeing them in that light a little bit a little bit Patreon like, team. Ah, shit can flip shit can flip you never know this person doesn't even exist on the main pod and this person is not mike it's not mike <laughs> i would like to clarify it's not mike okay can you imagine can you imagine you did that whole like clarification disclaimer at the beginning and meanwhile you're leading a double life on the patreon yeah. when you're dating mike <laughs> Yeah, the Patreon, I'm like, I was in Mike's bed this week. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it's not Mike. That's not who I'm talking about. Anyway. Anyway. Yeah, make a move. In this situation, I say make a move. I said do it. Do it. Okay, one more. One got... more. Okay, early dating communication. All right, this is a nice in-between of the links here. Okay. Hi, Allie and Erica. I'd love it if you talked more about between date communication i know and believe that you should be able to ask for the cadence of communication that you want in a relationship but i feel like my preferences are rooted in fear and i want to break free from that i hear if he wanted to he would opinions all the time from my friends and social media and try not to subscribe to it but of course it creeps in when i don't get a text response for hours or for a day plus I don't feel that anxiety about communication with anyone in my life who I'm not romantically attached to and have tried to heal it in therapy. To be honest, I wish so much I could become at peace with less between date communication because then I'd probably not be distracted from my life as much and could be more fully present. Also, I feel like there are almost no men out there who really love texting. That's a lie. Sorry. Uh, That was a side tangent. (laughs) Almost everyone I go out with seems to not like it. So if I want a partner, I feel like I need to get over that. So many people in my life with committed partners tell me that it's something that won't matter down the road, especially once I'm living with someone, and I wish I could leap to that sense of security, but I can't seem to. In conclusion, it amazes me when the two of you talk about not hearing from someone for a day or more and being okay with it. Is that truly okay with you, or have you adjusted your expectations to what you typically experience from men? Is that more okay with you in early dating than it is in the context of commitment? All right, there's a lot here. To directly answer some of her final questions, I, for me at least, there's a big difference between early dating and commitment in terms of the types of the communication cadence that I want with someone that I'm expecting from someone. Okay. Yeah, and when I say expect. I also don't expect anything that I'm not doing. Mm -hmm. So I am also wanting to talk to, if I want to talk to somebody every day, I'm also comfortable texting them every day. Hopefully there's a mix, Mm -hmm. but you know, I'm not just sitting here being like, well, he should know that he should text me every morning. Right. Cause 
people aren't mind readers. But I do think there's a big difference for me, at least between early dating and, and commitment. If I'm in a relationship with someone, it would not be okay if we were to go, not, not be okay. That's the wrong way to put it, but I wouldn't want to go days without talking to them. But yeah. I also wouldn't go days without talking to them. And the person that I want to date doesn't want to do that either. Yeah. So I think you're right that she's wrong that no men like to text. I don't think that's true. That's complete bullshit, by the way. I mean, I would just say, think of your male friends. Do your male friends not text with you? Like, I text my male friends pretty frequently. Yeah, I think there are a lot of guys that like to text and a lot of guys who don't. But there are definitely yeah. guys who do. And so I think that it's about finding somebody whose you know, needs or wants align more with yours potentially than the people that you've been dating so far who don't want to do that. The other thing I wanted to clarify, though, as I was reading this question and then hearing you read it back is she talked, you know, she mentions how we talk about not hearing from someone for a day or more being okay with that. There's a difference between not hearing back from someone Mm -hmm. in a day or more, like you've texted them and they haven't responded. Yeah. She just like that weaseled in, in the middle there. She was like not hearing a text response for a day plus. I was like, oh, fuck. There's a difference between that and I think what you and I have talked about is more so like, yeah, I don't necessarily talk to the guy that I've been on a couple dates with every day. No. But not because I texted him and then he never replied. Yeah. So the thing she doesn't clarify in this of like people she's dated or gone on dates with, I don't know how many dates she's hit with these people. Yeah, true. I always call it the switch of anytime I've dated a guy – it's like suddenly there's a switch that flips one day where they decide I like this girl and they all of a sudden are texting me every day. Mm. All of a sudden I, I hear from them every day, whether it's every morning, every night, whatever. But I call it like there is suddenly a switch that flips and do it's like, you, oh, I'm in. Do you feel that switch in yourself where suddenly you want to talk to somebody all the time versus in the beginning? Yeah, like it, it seems to kind of happen naturally. It seems like the communication naturally builds. Yeah. Um, but I'm trying to think. I feel like it's after three dates. Three, four dates. It's like, okay, clearly we're into each other. Yeah. And that communication has upped. And and it's at that point, I'm not, I'm not thinking about it as much anymore, I guess. I'm not stressing like, ooh, am I going to hear from them? Or, ooh, let me send them this funny meme or whatever, you know? Like it becomes yeah, like a stream of consciousness. That got to me too, what you said about the not getting a text response for a day plus. I wouldn't be okay with that. Yeah. I said something to you and it took you over a day to reply to me. Mm -mm. Yeah. Because I feel like the friends saying like, oh, you know, it doesn't really matter down the road. It's like, girl, if you are always the one initiating every conversation and then this person is taking forever to get back to you all the time. That's absurd. Especially with no reasoning. Right. Like a, but then you there's, know, you, there's a difference between that and like, oh, we had a conversation on Monday that kind of came to a natural end. And then one of us started another one on Wednesday. And so we didn't talk right. on Tuesday. Exactly. So like, that's different to me. Right. So what she said, yeah, it amazes me. The two of you talk about not hearing for someone for a day or more and being okay with it. I'm like, yeah, in early dating, because I'm still yeah. figuring out as well, do I like this person? And God, I had this thought the other day of... um it actually was the relationship guy that I was with. We really would not talk in between dates. And all of a sudden, after a certain number of dates, I started to be like, okay, this annoys me. But then yeah. I sat there and said, 
okay, so you text him. And I never thought of anything to text him that week. And then it it was such a weird of, well, together and with him, it's so great. But I also sat there with nothing to share, nothing coming to mind of me even having like a natural inkling to talk to this person. So I'd say I don't really agree with this friend advice down there. It's like, yeah, sure. It doesn't like ultimately matter in the long run, but not hearing from someone uh, after a handful of dates, like, yeah, the communication should be increasing. Yeah, well, and I, I think it's think totally fine to say that. Totally. And that's where, I mean, she starts by saying, you know, she believes that you should be able to ask for the communication cadence that you want. I also think it's important to model the communication cadence that you want. Like, mm-hmm. if you want to be hearing from someone, then they should be hearing from you. Yeah. And to your point, if you're always the one doing the reach outs, then yeah. that's not a good dynamic. Because I've had that, and then everyone's like, well, who? Ma- it doesn't matter who texts first. And it's like, yeah, if it's me all the time, it matters. Every single time, yeah. Every single annoying. time? We don't want yeah. that. If I'm the one initiating all the plans and moving this forward, yeah. Because, I mean, that's the biggest sign of someone's not interested is if you, or even just a friend, let's even say like not a great friend, if I never initiate seeing you or talking to you, am I ever going to hear from you? Yeah. And so it's kind of telling to pull back, but... Yeah, I totally agree. But I, I definitely don't – it wouldn't be my recommendation that you adjust your expectations to what you typically experience. No. Because God, no. that's not going to lead to happiness for you. No. And there's plenty of people that, what, text all the time, every day, whatever the hell. So it's like, if that's what you want, Go there'll be someone that. that talks to you a lot more frequently. Trust me. Yeah. And I, and I think you can ask for that. And you can model that. And you can establish a dynamic that has that. Yeah, or a question of, does it change with commitment? I'm like, before someone's my boyfriend or I'm exclusively seeing them, we are talking a lot. Yeah, uh, I don't think There's not like, you're my boyfriend, and I suddenly go, okay, now you have to text me every day and every morning, and you better answer the phone when I call. It's like, no, it's (laughs) already already happening. Yeah, I don't think it, I don't think commitment changes it, but I do think there's a difference between like early dating, and I don't know at what date number it happens, but like you said, like it builds right yeah and it's don't it's not a it's not a light switch it's it's more of a an escalator yeah now this question gave me a little bit of settling vibes and you don't Mm. have to settle for your communication on this yeah yeah and i and there could be compromises like it could be like okay you want to talk all day every day but you're dating somebody that has a busy job and can't do that okay right yeah compromise but you, but you will be hearing from this person it won't be days the days yeah. is insane the days Absolutely yeah insane. more than a day to get a response is that wouldn't work for me right or we're all human i have that and i reply and i say hey sorry for the delay had a crazy day totally shit happens is what it is yeah so but yeah totally. well thank you all for emailing yes send in your questions findingmrheight.com slash podcast and we'll use them for Hot Topics episodes, grab bags, if we, you know, have guests on that we feel like there are relevant questions. Yes, all of we're going to do, be on the lookout, we're doing a special episode with the oversharing people, Jordana Abraham, which you might know her from the UWAP pod as well, and her sister, Dr. Naomi Bernstein. So that'll be I'm very super great. pumped for that. I'm so excited to have them on. They're so great. Anyway, thank you guys for listening. Thanks, everyone. Talk to you next week. Till next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you.